Hey guys, my name is Jeff McMahon and I play the piano for people. I've played on some big records, played on some big stages, and I've played with some big stars. Big or small, they're all the same. Taking someone with a dream, playing their song, and trying to get them further up the ladder. So that's what we'll do here. Have a conversation, maybe shine a light, and play some music. And I'll be on piano. This is McMahon on Keys. Okay, guys, welcome to McMahon on Keys. Um, this episode is going to be a little bit different. So I want to set this up for you for just a minute. Um, my guest this week is Hannah B. Now, Hannah B is a radio personality in Illinois, and she and I met right before the world shut down. Uh, at the time, she was a college student at Elmhurst University, and she thought she wanted to get into radio. She did a summer gig at a radio station at US 99, which is one of the premier uh, country stations, and uh, it's outside Chicago. And then she got to her senior year, thinking that was going to be her journey. And as we all know, the world shut down. So she finished her senior year virtually and still had the dream of radio. So she launched her own podcast. At the time, it was called uh, Monday Motivation with Hannah B. And I found her online. She had interviewed uh, some people that I've worked with, Kirsty Krause. She did a great interview with Maddie True. And she was doing all of this just out of her bedroom as a way to keep the wheels turning as best she could. Uh, she did that for the year, graduated, still had the radio dream. And she landed her first radio gig. Uh, she was doing afternoon slots at uh, Star 102.3. I'm not going to pretend that I know where all these stations are up in that area because I don't know where they all are. But that was her first radio gig. She got a job in radio. And then she was asked to do a morning shift on a different station with a known radio personality up there, Eddie Volkman, who she considers a mentor and created a lot of opportunities for her. Did not quit the afternoon gig. She did mornings on one station, afternoons at the other. That has continued to grow. Her son has continued to rise, and she is now simulcast on three different radio stations as a part of the afternoon drive with Eddie Volkman show. So um, she has done great. She's pursued the dream. And, you know, I really kind of took an interest in her mainly because she worked so hard and she had such clarity on what she wanted to do. And I really appreciate people that work on their own behalf. Um, when all the radio stuff started taking over, she had to quit that initial podcast. And I was kind of cracking the whip, as were others. For her to restart it um, a couple of weeks back, she relaunched her rebranded podcast 
has nothing but positive vibes with Hannah B. And um, she uh, reached out to me to be one of her launch episodes. So this is that episode. Uh, my episode on um, nothing but positive vibes with Hannah B. Thank you, Hannah. We talk about her career. We talk about my career. We talk about music. We talk about a lot of things, and I want to share that with you. So with no further ado, here's my episode with Hannah B. Welcome to Nothing But Positive Vibes with Chicago media personality, Hannah B. Finally, a podcast that will allow you to immerse yourself in a world of inspiration, optimism, and uplifting stories. Yes! That's awesome! Listen as Hannah takes you on a journey that's all about spreading positivity and embracing the brighter side of life. Whether you're looking for a dose of motivation or simply want to start your day with a smile, you have clicked on the right podcast. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Nothing But Positive Vibes, the podcast. And now your host, Hannah B. Hello, amazing humans, and welcome to another episode of Nothing But Positive Vibes. I am super excited excited for this episode is I have an ACM nominated musician, host of McMahon on Keys podcast, an 18 year original member of Tim McGraw's band, the Dance Hall Doctors, playing on hits including Live Like You Were Dying, one of my favorites, Real Good Man in My Kind of Rain. He's now on the road touring with country hit maker Chris Cagle. Give it up for my good friend, Jeff McMahon. <laughs> Yay, Jeff. Hey, Hannah. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me. I'm truly honored to have you on as a guest. We've never met in person, but we've been following each other's journeys. We know a lot of the same people and your career and everything you're doing for artists and up and coming artists is just really inspiring. So I really wanted to touch on that. But overall, thank you so much. Well, of course, I'm so glad that you're getting your podcast going back again and uh i've I've spent a little time cracking the whip on you so i certainly wasn't gonna decline the invitation so i appreciate that you you are amazing now one of my first questions i've always wanted to ask you that i don't think i've had the chance to ask you when in your life did you know you wanted to become a musician well i as a, as a kid, I was playing music and I, as, as many musicians do, they all kind of go up through the, the church and the high school and the things in their colleges and their parents and all of the similar stories. Um, I would say that probably the most encouraging time that I went through was when I was in college, there was a dining room that all of my fraternity and my circle of friends would frequent every day. That's how we all knew how to find one another. Where'd you go to school? At Baylor University. Oh, awesome. And there was a grand piano in the drawing room attached to that cafeteria. So every day from like 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., we would be in there playing songs, making requests, singing along easily for four years. I was doing three hours a day, not even counting everything else I did musically while I was in college. Now that was never a path to doing it professionally. It was just something to do for fun. And my first bands after college was still 
something that I was just doing for fun. But eventually what I was doing for fun was making more money and chewing up more time than my regular job stuff. So I just decided to roll with that for a while and it worked out. That so, is incredible. And it's always the best yeah. when you love what you do and it doesn't feel like work. And sure, sure. I feel like a lot of people in the music industry and the media industry can relate to that because every time, every day I'm at work, I'm like, this really doesn't feel like work. I sometimes forget that I get paid. I'm like, oh, yeah, on the 15th and the 30th, I get a paycheck. But it's more of like a hobby. And that's something that I stress on nothing but positive vibes with Hannah B is to do something that you love. If you're doing something right now that's making you miserable, make that change now because you're only given right. that one life. So live your life to the fullest and do what you love now. Was there another career that you were thinking, you know, when I was younger, I thought I was going to be a teacher or a nurse, or were you always like music, music, music? No, I grew up with a history of asthma and made good grades in school. So when I went to college, my initial thought was that I was going to be a pediatric allergist. Oh, wow. Um, having, you know, being at the top of my class and having that history, it just kind of made sense, but I real quickly determined that I had to make more music just to kind of stay sane, not to do it professionally, but I couldn't put it as far back as I would have to, to make the medical journey. So I just put that more in the forefront, did it more for fun. And it just kind of slowly took over. I graduated with a degree in radio, TV and film, which I now still use a lot of that stuff for my degree, as uh, as the music industry's changed and we have to call upon those skills as entrepreneurs in the music right. business or in your business, you know, right. you do a lot of that too. So, so yeah, I, I do use my degree on a regular basis now. You sure do. Now, was there any hurdle that you had to face during your career, and how did you overcome that? Well. I would say that the the biggest hurdle I had to overcome um, just required patience more than anything. Uh, I had a long 18-year uh, run with Tim McGraw, recorded a lot of records. We did a lot of tours. And if people get online, if people get online, they will see that uh, there was a time in his career where he made a big shift with a new record label a lot of new band members and things and a lot of speculation arose out of that choice. Um, and some of my bandmates, that was when I was released of that tour and went on to do some other things. So some of my bandmates had different versions of that story than I did. And it created a lot of speculation and, yeah. and a lot of kind of turmoil. So people that didn't know the stories would uh, come up with their own versions, oh. and and it was it was troublesome for a long time. I'm now, sure people that people that knew me, they could very quickly realize that I was not any kind of uh, risk or problem. I right. immediately went from my time working with Tim. I went straight from that to working at a record label with Tim's record producer Byron Gallimore. And following that time, I was still the chairman of the board for the Tug McGraw Foundation, which was 
formed uh, in the uh, aftermath of the passing of Tim's father, Tug McGraw, which mm-hmm. uh, raised money and support for brain tumor patients. So awesome. clearly working with the nonprofit, working with his producer, uh, Tim and I have always been uh, on good terms and we've always had a good relationship. But if you didn't know those stories, you kind of got, uh, you formed a lot of questions. So I kind of had to wait some of that out before I started playing a lot more often and then ultimately went back on tour with Chris Cagle. Yeah. Who ironically, I knew from the one show that he had done opening for Tim McGraw where Tim had gotten sick in the middle of the show and Chris Cagle jumped up and sang 20 minutes worth of Tim McGraw covers. Wow, that's so, awesome. <laughs> so when he unretired and got ready to go back on the road, uh, he called me and uh, everything was back to business. So it all worked out. I just kind of had to sit quietly for a while. And I love when I asked you that, you said patience. And I think sometimes that can be difficult for us because, you know, we want the clear right away. We want, you know, whatever it may be in life. You want that next dream job. You want that goal, whatever it may be. But patience is is so incredibly important. And I'm sure that was difficult because here you are knowing what happened and other people are saying other things. And, you know, if you're like me, I'm an overthinker, so it would, you know, kind of bother me like, oh, my gosh, like that didn't happen. But people are talking. So that's kind of another spiel that I like to give on my podcast is trying to, you know, focus on the moment, focus on you and not worry too much about what other people are thinking. And I know we all do that every day as humans. And well, we we do that. Right. But. I was patient in the context of, am I going to go back on tour again? What I did actually was uh, learn the side of the the record label side of the industry and learned video editing and learned graphic design. And, you know, in the same way that, you know, interrupt me if I'm wrong, but in the same way that you launched your podcast really simultaneously as the world started closing. Yeah. And a lot of, I'm sure a lot of what you do on a daily basis with the radio station, whether it's how you handle social media, how you're building your posts, how you're preparing for your interviews are things that you learned through that pivot and how you sharpened different swords, but still swords that you would use in the same fight later on. So absolutely. um, Yeah. Yeah. It was, I know I, I heard somewhere one of, one of your, um, one of your commentaries where you use the word manifest, you manifested your future. Yeah. And, and, you know, so many people use that word and they don't think of that as being the sweat equity part. They think of right. the manifesting as the thought process and the feelings. And yes, you did that. Positive vibes is a part of that, but you also worked and, and I did too, you know, to kind of right. create other doors later so yeah absolutely hard work really does pay off you just got to put the work in no matter if it's sleepless nights if you're working overtime it does pay off now you you're currently on tour with uh you're on the road with chris cagle 
And I was just wondering, how do you take time for you if you're, you know, always traveling out on the bus, even when you were on tour with Tim McGraw, when you were with him for 18 years, how did you take that time for yourself? Well, you know, Hannah, that's, that's always an interesting question to ask those of us that find our hobbies becoming our occupations. Um, We spend so much time on those hobbies when we're having to do other things and the, the time we spend on our hobbies is the time for ourselves. So, so I don't really look for opportunities to not participate in the music scene because that's what I've always enjoyed doing to begin with. Now, when I was on the road with Tim, uh, we were on the road really full time. I mean, there were years that we did, 250, 300 shows. Wow. So I was never coming home. And, and I, like you, um, ran a lot. I trained for marathons. You, I know you do a lot of lifting and yeah. boxing and, <laughs> yeah. and other things you do. So I did a lot of that just because I knew that the lifestyle could be really grueling and that would give me a leg up if I kind of kept my physicality and, and mental wits about me. But, um, now I tour a lot with Chris yeah. on the weekends, but I come back and I'm involved in other projects and, and doing other things during the week. So I, I kind of get two different sides of the coin that offset each other. I always wondered when I went to Taylor Swift in June, took my sister, I looked at my sister and I'm like, how is she just go, 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 go? Like she had three shows at Soldier Field out here in Chicago And then the next day she was leaving. I don't know where she was going, but I'm like, they literally have no time to rest. I've always wondered how artists did that. (laughs) Well, I, I think there's I think there's no time to rest. But I think also I would kind of throw this back on you. A lot of those folks that really excel have clarity. Right. What their priorities are. And I know you are like that. You know, when when everything shut down, you still had a clear idea of what steps you could take that would put you closer to your goal. And it wasn't the radio station at that time. It was the podcast. And then you didn't you didn't have to become a big radio star to go back and contribute to the programs that taught you. You were doing that right out of the gun. So you always had a real clear idea of if I take these steps, it will move me forward. These steps will not. Right. I don't have time for those steps. I have time for these steps. And I think the biggest, busiest people, the busiest artists, you know, I have a podcast that I, you know, started a couple of months ago. And the artists that call me back the first, the artists that call me back the soonest, the, the artists that are the most proactive on developing their songs and their episodes are the busiest artists. So they've just learned how to prioritize. And I think that's really the key. Absolutely. Time management. Now, not only are you traveling and on the road with Chris Cagle, but you also help a lot of up and coming artists. I know Maddie True, she is just blossoming and I love to see her killing it out there. Uh, Shout out to Maddie True. Love her music. Uh, What do you think is the biggest piece of advice you could give someone who is currently working on following that dream? Let's say, for example, what is a piece of advice that you gave to Maddie as she was developing? 
The, uh, you know, the first thing that I told her when we met, I had not heard her saying, um, but we met, we were having coffee. She was explaining to me some of the people that she thought she was going to be working with. And it just smelled kind of fishy to me. And I told her that, you know, not to enter into anything with those people. She didn't really know me yet, but I thought I could help her do some things. Right. The number one, the number one job she had was to respond. And if that meant I said, we need to shoot some pictures over the next three or four days, then you find the time to shoot them. If, if somebody calls and says, we're interested in having you play on such and such tonight, get back to them. If you say yes, then you might get the gig. If you say no, they will still appreciate the prompt response because they can move forward. Right. So there is so much time and so much opportunity wasted because people drag their feet. They don't respond. Opportunities slip away. People get aggravated because they're waiting on you to tell them one way or the other. So um, just respond. Make a decision. Get back to people. Follow up. Respond. Yeah. And I think that goes for any career. I think a lot of people have that fear of failure, which is super common. But sometimes you have to fail in life to realize or to learn, you know, from your mistakes. And, you know, sure. if you have that dream right now and you're you're afraid to apply for that job or you're afraid to chase after that dream because you're scared it's not going to work, you're scared it's it's going to fail, you just got to give it a try because you truly don't know what's going to happen. And if you do fail, that's okay. We all fail. We're human. We're not perfect, right? Everyone learns from their mistakes every day. And I just, I, it's, it's really cool to see you working with Maddie. She, again, for those of you, her music is on all platforms, Maddie True, an up and coming artist. She's out in Nashville and Jeff's been working with her. I actually had her on my podcast when I did Monday Motivation with Hannah B. And I want to get her back on for nothing but positive vibes because she's come a long way since we last talked, which leads me to asking you about your podcast, McMahon on Keys. I've been able to listen to a few, but for those of you that may not be familiar with McMahon on Keys, Jeff, could you just give them a little bit of a background on that? Well, sure. Um, Of all of the music podcasts that are out there, I kind of see two different schools of thought. There's a lot of you know, new wannabe, you know, and and when I say wannabe radio people, Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about people like you that are working to develop the skills. I'm talking about people that just want any excuse to be able to talk to somebody in the music business. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of those people and they will interview new artists that don't have a lot to offer yet. They don't have high radio play. They're not on big tours. So they're doing anything and everything they can do for exposure. And then there's the other side of that podcasting coin where people that are established, people that have learned certain things within the music industry that have been participating in it, they wind up interviewing people that also already have momentum. They already have a certain level of experience. And I kind of felt like there was... A, a void from people that might be able to 
guide some people, might be able to shine a light on some things that a new artist could learn from. But nobody in the business was talking to those people. So most of the folks that we've been interviewing uh, are are people that have some songs. They've got a video or two or three. And I'll interview people that have been more involved in the industry. But what we're really trying to do is not only shine a light on their music, but provide some sort of nugget, insight, um, a highlight that somebody that aspires to move forward in the business at whatever level they're in might learn something from the episode. And then in addition to that, as opposed to people that play their guitar through Zoom, um, we're actually filming one song that I'm playing on. We're recording it for real. We're filming it for real so that everybody has a chance to have a different piece of content that they can share with their respective fan bases. So um, we've only been doing it for a couple of months, but uh, we're definitely having some fun with it. And hopefully it's providing some opportunity for folks to get their music out there. That's awesome. I, I truly, it's inspiring to me. I mean, you've inspired me to see that how you're helping these artists, especially nowadays with, streaming and radio it's it's just it's really really cool to see what you're doing and I know for me I work in radio so we we appreciate all the work that you're doing with with these artists but Jeff thank you seriously so much for your wise advice and your inspiring stories and your encouragement your motivation and just sharing your sharing your life with us well, thank you. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you're doing this again. I, I know that I've, I've been a fan and, and you know, I've been a fan, so I'm glad you're, you're doing it. Um, and that's the, that's the thing. I mean, it's just like you going back to the school that you've attended. Um, we don't have to know everything to know something that, that we can pass on. And, you know, so many people that, that might wonder why I would, play with a Matty True or, or a Zach Stone when I've done Tim McGraw and Chris Cagle, it's all the same. At, at, at some level, it's like, what did I do with Live Like You Were Dying? We took a song. It wasn't a record yet. We did everything we could to make a good record out of it and move his career forward. And that's what we're doing with Matty, and that's what we're doing with everybody else that's on the podcast. So that's you're awesome. doing the same. So kudos to you. Thank you so much, Jeff. Make sure to check out Jeff's podcast, McMahon on Keys. That's on all platforms. And Jeff McMahon on Facebook. McMahon says on Instagram and Twitter. Yes, ma'am. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jeff. And until next episode, we are sending you nothing but positive vibes 24-7. And there it is. Nothing but positive vibes with Hannah B. Um, Hannah, thanks for asking me to be a part of your relaunch and, uh, thanks for letting us share the episode with our folks over here. Uh, I appreciate it. If, uh, if you can't tell from listening to her, her positive vibes is nothing but the truth. That is all her. And I love it about her. Thank you, ma'am. Um, if you are not following the podcast, certainly subscribe. If you want to keep up with us on socials, you can find us at McMahon on Keys. And if you've got a specific question or something that you would like us to respond to, you can email us at jeff at McMahonKeys.com. Thanks, guys. 
until next time, this is McMahon on Keys. <laughs>